No, we're not homosexual, but we are willing to learn. What's up? Trips Left Sports Podcast. It's good to be back. I'm your host, Cal. And uh, we got a guest tonight, Kaysen, who is five months old today. But he has some stuff that he needs to get off his oh, chest. He's got plenty of stuff. Uh, in fact, he's trying. <laughs> good thing the sound was off. He just tried to play three things at once. <laughs> so uh, we, we got a good show tonight. Uh, we're going to dive into a little bit of NFL. Um, talk some college football, mainly the University of Colorado. 104.3, the fans, Jason, uh, or uh, uh, excuse me, James Merillat, uh is going to be joining us today. So talk a little bit what's been going on with Mel Tucker um, and a good rippy heater of the segment that I think you'll look forward to. And we got a great response to the, to the manscaping one, you know, taking we care did. of your bush. We did. I got, yeah, I got... A, uh, I got some noise on the old f- telephone. Yeah, and uh, we even got some comments from like your brother and and, yeah. uh, and, and um, <coughs> Justin. Yeah, in, in Arkansas, so that was nice. Yeah. Oh, we got great opinions. So uh, even my wife chimed in. So, <laughs> you know, every like you know, there's some things we've talked about where you know some people might say that's taking it too far, or why are you talking about that, or. But when you talk about Bush. Everyone's got to say. Everyone has a say. And everyone know? has an opinion. Yeah. Like if you if you stopped to ask someone a question in the supermarket and you brought up Bush, one hundred percent they're answering. <laughs> Anything else, fifty fifty. So, anyways, we we've had some great topics. We're going to continue that trend tonight. Um, Kason's having fun over here, <laughs> clearly. Uh, but anyways, man, I I don't see why there's any reason we wait. Let's jump into some NFL. Dude, the Super Bowl is already over, and we are now headed into NFL free agency, pretty much, which is which is coming up here in about a month. Um, and I've got to say, I I think this is going to be one of the uh, crazier NFL free agencies we've seen in a while. I agree with that. There's a lot of big names out there, and a lot of names that can contribute to different teams. Uh, and when you look at it, the quarterback lineup is pretty stacked it is you have you have guys like Dak Prescott you have uh Tom Tom Brady Brady. you have Drew Brees you have Philip Rivers Tannehill Tannehill uh Case Keenum which everyone's gonna pass on (laughs) okay oh and you can't forget Jameis Winston man Jameis Jameis Winston but these are all big name quarterbacks and there's you look at the more older ones with Tom Brady and Drew Brees Philip Rivers these are guys who have a couple years left at best. Yeah. And you're wondering where they're going to sign. So let, let's start with Tom Brady. Do you think he goes back to New England? No. Are you kidding? I don't. Dude, I, dude he wants a lot of money, and they're not going to give it to him. They're going to give it to him in incentives. That, that's I don't what think I see so. happening. I see like a $25 million contract with, with a bunch of incentives. They're saying he could easily get 30 on the market. Yeah, but so he's gonna go get I, that. I think he takes a little bit less. I think his commercial with Hulu for the Super Bowl was uh, a good way to indicate to fans, "Hey, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here." Because everyone was wondering, Did, didn't you see that picture going around on uh, all the on Instagram, social yeah. media platforms? Yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, he's he, he's saying his goodbye." But there's. I always thought, like, there's no way in hell. You can't see him playing for another organization. With everything he's done for New England, and you know Robert Kraft isn't going to let him leave. There's I, no I th- way. I think he, I think he either goes to the, the Chargers. Okay. Or he goes to 
Um, I'll say the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, because I saw an article that he purchased a home in Las Vegas. Okay. So that would make sense. Maybe he's just toying with us. He's like, babe, let's throw a million dollars at a house in Vegas, see what people do. <laughs> no, it, it, I, I, I can't see it happening. It, it, I mean, everything in the media suggests that uh, Carr is going to be staying in Oakland for another, or well, now Las Vegas for another year. And he'll be with that inaugural team for that city. So that's why I don't see him going there. I, I can't see him leaving. And honestly, I thought about it. The only place you could probably convince me that he would go in free agency is Dallas. Because what better setup do you have than an amazing offense? You got a great offensive line. You got a great running back. You have great receivers with Michael Gallup and Amari uh, uh, Cooper's Amari Cooper. He's staying, man. So and you think about think about that. I mean, defensively, Dallas is also in a good position to make a run. And if you have a guy like Tom Brady, dude, there's just there's no way in hell like he would go anywhere else. That's the best option. And it's America's team, so why not? I just I mean it's in the <clears throat> NFC. But they're not gonna have the money. It's a weak conference. They're not gonna have even close to the money. They're they're in a worse spot than the Patriots are. Because they have to sign Amari that's, Cooper that's back it. and Dak Prescott. Jaylen, uh, they signed Jalen Smith last yeah. offseason and Zeke. That's true. Okay. Well, I, I, I see your point, but that still would be the only believable spot for me because it's the best also, situation. I mean, when, when people bring up the Los Angeles Chargers, their defense is decent this past year, even though they had some injuries at defensive back. I mean, they've, they've got a decent defense, but offensively, the pieces aren't there. I mean, for Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean Melvin Gordon's probably gone. Yeah, um, but dude, Austin Eckler, in my opinion, is just as good. He was just as effective once uh, once Melvin Gordon came back from injury. Yeah, and maybe if Hunter Henry's healthy, but even yeah. then, at wide but receiver, he's, you he's, have. I think uh, Hunter Henry's a free agent too. Uh, I think I saw him on the list. Okay, um, that'll be. Interesting. I'll say this. I'll say this. Last thing on Brady. It wouldn't surprise me if he signs back in New England. Okay. I guess what I'm saying, I'm hoping he signs somewhere else. I think he will, though. Okay. After what I've read, I think he'll leave. Um, okay. If So, next question then. Mm -hmm. If Dallas ends up uh, being the one who makes a, 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 a run at Dak Prescott, okay, what do you, what do you offer? What is your max that you offer him, and you're not going to budge until you say, "Okay, let's just tag him." <clears throat> That's tough. What would the tag be? Do you know off the top of your head? I'm going to try to look it up. I think it's right around twenty twenty five million. I was going to say you offer him like twenty, because okay. wasn't he wanting thirty? Yeah, I don't think he's worth that. So I could see. Oh man, I think the tops I could give him is twenty five. Because I think he's, the, you know, the average, average quarterback is probably going to make around $20 million in a season. I mean, that's, okay. pro that's like what Nick Foles is making. So here you go. I'm going to read the list okay. to you real quick. Okay. This is from overthecap.com. It's the salaries in 2020 for quarterbacks. Okay. So I think this is it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Okay. So, number one on the list is Jared Goff making thirty-six million. Yeah, that's that's a joke. That's a joke of a contract. First of all, then you have but ben they paid that coming off a of Super Bowl, so mm -hmm. Dak can't say no. Well, Jared Goff's making this. Look at my stats compared to his. They'll say he got to the Super Bowl. Okay, I'll give you this list this way: the only quarterbacks making over thirty million are Russell Wilson, totally deserving. Deserved. Kirk Cousins had a good uh, year. I don't know if it's worth thirty million. Ben Roethlisberger, too old. Deserve. And the, you think still, so? I think, I think he's, he's earned it. Yeah. But he doesn't deserve it now. I think he's yeah. too old. Uh, and then Jared Goff. Those are the only four quarterbacks. Yeah, that's pathetic. There's, there's no way I would offer this guy $25 million because I know with the offensive coordinator that I have, uh, with that former uh, Boise State quarterback, Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore I, I know that he can, he can make adjustments if – at the very worst, we don't sign him back. Mm -hmm. But he, but that's not going to happen because they have that franchise tag. So I see them, at the very worst, applying that and Dak just maybe being upset that he didn't get what he wanted. Okay, so then, which isn't bad because twenty five million, if that is that franchise tag, 
is actually that's great. I mean, why would you complain about that? I know you might think you deserve a little more, but you haven't shown it. You haven't won multiple playoff games. You haven't you haven't made a run with with the kind of like boosting offense that you have. So no way on that one. So like I I, I would go up to twenty five, whatever the franchise tag is. I'd say, look, this is what we're offering, man. After seeing that list, I, I would have to do the math, obviously, but I would put the the this the franchise tag, excuse me, at about twenty. I okay. think that would be my tops. Okay, maybe twenty three. Okay, so let me ask you this: If they tag Prescott, do you try to sign Amari Cooper? Or do you think Amari Cooper walks? You gotta go get him. You can't let him go. Like, look, look how much his career turned over when he went from Oakland over to Dallas. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a revived wide receiver. His first few years were a joke. The guy dropped wide open passes downfield, actually all over the field. Um, and it, it seemed like, wow, this sucks because he was an incredible receiver at Alabama. And now he's just somehow washed up in his first couple of years in the NFL. And he gets to Dallas and he takes off. Mm-hmm. And he he's a game changer. He's someone that's very reliable, can make the big catches in big moments. Um, he can hurt you deep, but he's a yeah, good route runner enough a, that he can hurt you in the small routes too. He compliment well. Michael Gallup compliments him very mm-hmm. well. They're they're great opposite receivers. They're both big bodied receivers. So and and they're fast. So uh, I I think that pairing is something you can't pass up on. It just depends like, on how much they gotta he's find ask. a way to make it work. I mean, at the very least, you should be you should not be concerned about whether or not you lose Dak. I would be more concerned as the owner, GM, coach about whether I lost Amari Cooper. I know his position is very dependent upon the quarterback, but I think Dak's play can be replicated. I definitely think it can, especially with some of those guys like Tannehill, uh, yeah. Phillip Rivers, maybe not so much from a mobile perspective, but um, yeah. I mean, he can still throw the ball. Uh, but there's a few quarterbacks out there that I would take over Prescott. I think even Teddy Bridgewater, maybe. Yeah. After what he did with the Saints, uh, but Amari Cooper is interesting to see what he's going to ask for because you have guys like Julio and Michael Thomas making around twenty, Odell Beckham is making around eighteen, yeah, and then you have a guy like uh, Allen Robinson making fourteen. So it'll be real interesting to see what Amari Cooper asks for. I mean, he's shown he's worth it. Mm-hmm. So uh, w- we will see. One team I'm curious about, and that's because our of our love in this shared interest, and that's the Denver Broncos. Um, I don't know if you heard the latest news coming out today. The the issue with ownership uh, comes out. Pat Bowen had an affair with a long, for a long time with another woman and actually has an, another child, but they're not going to be a part of this trust. But it, it, it just seems like it's more negative noise and something that should escalate uh, the selling of the team. Um, because I know that a guy like Jeff Bezos has already expressed interest. And for a guy who has operated what seemed like a college online bookstore into the biggest retail conglomerate ever known, I wouldn't mind that in Denver. I think they should sell. I I would like you said, you just don't want that that shadow over you for the off season, uh, into training camp, into next season, and however long it's going to go. Just sell the team and, and, and let someone like that take it over. But I agree, Jeff Bezos. That'd be. I think it'd be so interesting to see what he was able to do with his abilities as far as an NFL team goes. That would be very interesting to me. Yeah, I, I might, I would enjoy it because you know he'd be serious. I mean, now, not only are you, are you the the CEO of Amazon, but you want an NFL team, so. Even though you already have a huge presence in international markets, you, you just make yourself that much more well-known and, and respected. And I think he would you know, uphold the name that he's built and turn it into something that the Broncos would be proud of. Because what's happened the past five years is embarrassing. It is. It's embarrassing to the Bullens' name. And unfortunately, it's, it's just the way it's been. So you look at the issues with ownership but that hasn't halted from the the expectation ahead of free agency and it one one thing i've read up on that i've seen consistently is 
we can expect John Elway to probably be the biggest spender in free agency. What do you want to see get done for this team that has struggled, especially offensively, for the past five years? What's tough is you would love to see them go get a, a good tackle in free agency, someone who's established, who you know is going to come in and play well from you know day one. I don't think there's a tackle worthy enough of, of, of dropping a huge contract on in free agency. Um, I mean, the, the best one's probably Jack Conklin from Tennessee, and I don't even know if he's worth a lot of money, you know. Uh, so I think for me, you got to address maybe the defensive line a little bit. Uh, there's some good defensive linemen out there. Um, yeah. And, and maybe defensive back as well, maybe cornerbacks. Especially if we let Chris Harris Jr. walk, you have to go out and get – if not the best one, then the top one of the top two guys. Do you keep him or do you keep Simmons, who just had a remarkable top five safety year? I, I'd keep Simmons, but I think we'll tag Simmons. Okay. I think we'll tag him. I think this is kind of the way that it looks like it's going. It looks like it reminds me a lot of the Von Miller situation where he came in, played really well yeah. on, that, on that option, uh, ended up getting tagged, and then worked out a deal, I think, before the season started after he got tagged. Yeah. Uh, so I could see them doing that with Simmons. Um, but there's guys like Byron Jones. Um, who else? There was a few other ones. Uh, Chris Harris, I mentioned him. There's a few cornerbacks out there that I would really be okay with us going and getting. And Byron Jones is probably one of the ones at the top of the list. Oh, man. I I like it. I, I, I like to look at the situation, though, as free agency and how that's going to impact how we draft. Because we're we've been hurting a middle linebacker, but it looks like we actually might have that covered. Now. I think we found him. And now you look at defensive tackle: Shelby Harris, Derek Wolf, uh, and then isn't the uh, the that the big Mike, uh, Mike Purcell? No, not Mike Purcell. the the uh, The other defensive tackle. Um, he's like from Austria. Oh, uh, Adam Gotsis. Yeah, isn't from he a Australia? free agent? I don't think so but either way we're losing a couple of pieces at defensive tackle so it, and really it, when you look at it yeah. Mike, Derek Wolf Mike Purcell and who was the other one you mentioned oh Shelby Harris they all played really really well yeah Shelby Harris had a career year so he's gonna he, I don't think he, he'll be back in Denver I could see Wolf and that Mike Purcell guy being back in Denver for sure okay all right so I'll go I'll go back to my comments from earlier when I said that I hope we attack like maybe offensive line and cornerback in the in free agency yeah that's because I want in the draft, I want them to go get one of those receivers, whether it's Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, uh, uh, C.D. Lamb, LaVisca Chanel, one of those guys. Because can you? You were just mentioning it with Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper complimenting each other. That's what you would have with Cortland Sutton and whoever you drafted at wide receiver. You can't ask for much more than no. that. No, especially with a young quarterback, give him all the weapons he needs. Yep. I no. I I I'd like to see that too. I'm. I'm curious, though. Do you stick with Garrett Bowles and try to fill your other needs? Because tackle, honestly, as much as we complain about his performance, which is below expectation, but it's a, it's a position where every team around the league is, is practically hurting. Probably 28 of the 32 at 100%. are hurting at tackle. So you want to know something interesting? What? I saw this was from uh, you know Pro Football Talk. They put out the grades yeah. for players. Over, I can't. I wish I could go back and find it. It would take me forever. So I'll do another time. Um, but the tweet was something like, over the last like either it was either six or eight games of the season, Garrett Bowles was either number one, like the highest graded tackle, or like top five, like way up there. And you didn't really notice it because at that point everybody had already written him off, right? Yeah. I say you give him another chance because if you do go out and have to sign a tackle and a good one, you're going to spend so much money on it. Yeah. You're not paying Garrett Bowles hardly anything compared to what you'd pay one of these guys. It, exactly, and I, I think you can get Garrett Bowles at a good deal. He's going into his fifth year, I believe, or did he just finish his fifth year? I think he just finished number three. Okay, okay. So he's going into his fourth year right. of his rookie contract. But he'll have the option of the fifth. Yeah. Okay. I think the team has the option. Correct, correct. So it, it it's intriguing because I could see us completely avoiding tackle. Because the best tackles are going in the top five, probably, or top seven. So it, you look at you know, how we're positioned in the draft versus what we might do, free agency. I mean, I personally want to make sure, like, I want, even though he's injury prone, I want Derek Wolf back. Mm-hmm. Gosh, he's someone who has embraced Denver and loved Denver. He's become a huge part of our uh, 
our image over the last six, seven years. Um, he's a beast when he's in there, and he gives you his all. Mm-hmm. He really does. And he t- what I love more than anything is his honesty. He doesn't give a crap who you are. He'll he'll he doesn't care who you are in the media. He'll tell you exactly how it is. He doesn't beat around the bush. So, and what sucks? You mentioned injuries. The only reason his year got sh- uh, cut short this year is because um, a false start didn't get blown dead. Yep. And that's what he got hurt on. So when you look at it, he should have played the entire year this year. So maybe he's more durable than people think when you have a situation like this. Uh, but you're right. And he's just he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a really good guy. I think he did some stuff this offseason at uh, his high, hit his old high school. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely a guy that I would love back, not only for his talent, but just his presence in the community. Yeah, I, I would really enjoy that. So, <sighs> I okay. see us sticking with Drew Locke. I was just going to – I do. I, I see us, you know, uh, we're going to cut Joe Flacco, but I see us trying to bring in a veteran quarterback who can sit behind Locke just in case. A reliable backup. Okay. Okay. And then I see us probably going after a corner. Um, I, I I probably see us going and getting a corner in free agency. Uh, try to get someone a little bit younger in here. Uh, we'll re-sign Justin Simmons. And then I see us also signing a defensive tackle. And then in the draft, I see us going after, uh, honestly, I would say LaVisca Chenault. Or uh, I could see us going after like a CD Lamb. You know the only thing that scares me about Chenault, what his injury like injury concerns. I, I agree, but he's a multi-purpose athlete. No, he is, and I, he he to me is a lot like a Tyree Kill. Maybe not as fast. Yeah, but just where he you can put him anywhere on the field, and he's going to be dangerous. Exactly. I, and I love that about him. And I I think Henry Ruggs is similar too. He's a smaller guy, but he runs. I mean, he's probably faster than Tyree Kill. Yeah. So if you had some, if you had someone like that in our offense with Philip Lindsay, Cortland Sutton, uh, hopefully a Noah Faint who's going to come in and do exactly what yeah. he did the last half of this year, uh, yeah, I'd be cool with either one of those. I, I guess we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're man March 18th, so that's a month and five days out until free agency kicks off, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I, I'm going to be looking forward to that because, man, free agency is just fun. I remember when I was working. In college at Wells Fargo in Boulder, I remember the day that Elway signed like Wes Welker, Akib Talib, and I was like, "Jeez!" You know what's like, funny about that? I saw this a tweet. Is the best when he signed. Who? So who was that free agent class? It was Akib Talib, Demarcus Ware, and was it T.J. Ward? T.J. Ward. Yep. And uh, wasn't it Wes Welker? Yeah. No, because Welker didn't win a. That was after he retired because he didn't win a Super Bowl with us. No, but he retired after we got our butt kicked in Seattle. Or the year? No, it's a year after because of his concussion. Mm-hmm. So I think he retired in what 2014. Okay. Anyway, so he so was that, a part of that because that was in 2012. That free agent class, Elway spent like 30 million dollars. Yeah. We have like 60 million this year. Can you imagine what he could do with it if he has a great free agent signing like he did that year? Yeah, you've got a chance to rebuild your rep- reputation here, Elway. You got a chance to be the old Elway. Mm-hmm. The one we all remember, the winning one. Mm-hmm. So it, I think he sees that, and I think he sees the opportunity to capitalize on the young talent that he has. And I think he's going to go be a big spender. I mean, I would hope he would. <clears throat> yeah, me too. I mean, if he doesn't, I'm seriously, I'm selling my Broncos fandom forever. That's going to be tough like to do. like $7, too. <laughs> There's no way. Like I would be a slut about it. I'd be like, here, three dollars, take it. So that's pretty slut. Yeah, I I would agree. It's very cheap. So it, I guess we'll see what happens. But you know what else? You you know what I saw this week that really pissed me off. What's that? Now former Colorado Buffaloes uh, coach of the football team Mel Tucker, uh, former defensive coordinator of both Alabama and Georgia. Uh, before he took over the job last year, yes, he's o- he was only here uh, briefly for one year. Um, you know, there was some talk early in the week about, hey, Michigan State's reached out to Mel Tucker's camp uh, and his agent, and they are uh, they're they're looking to see if Mel is interested. That's where you know he learned under Coach Saban, so it, it would be a, a sentimental kind of uh, job where you're kind of going to your your old stomping grounds. What built you? 
He goes on the local media airways and brings up that he, uh, you know, he's committed to Colorado. He's committed to the guys that he recruited this past off uh, season. And I mean, if you look at it, Colorado, you know, although we were eighth in the Pac-12 uh, as far as our uh, recruiting ranking um, this this winter, I mean. Overall, we were number 34 in the nation, which I'll take that. Absolutely. I will take that. That, that. That's getting you closer. That's a lot better than where we were. I mean, we were in like the 60s, 70s, 80s when we had John Embry. So it, it's certainly being built back. But you, you look at who we got. We got three four-star players. We got a great number of three-star players. And this team, even though Steven Montez is gone, this team is ripe for – a good building because if they can figure it out these next two years, they're going to be in a position in three years to be a top 25 talent team. Yeah. And running the pack 12. Yeah. And I, I could see that happening. USC, as we saw, had a number 10 ranking in the pack 12 as far as recruiting class goes. Uh, so that, that just shows the competition is even in that conference. And there's really no one. I mean, I, I know Oregon is probably the only one that stands out after uh, Peterson was fired or uh, they parted ways um, after he left Washington. And not only that, Mike Leach leaves <laughs> Mike Leach leaves Washington State. It's just kind of like, okay. It's like open for the team. Yeah, there, there's certainly a chance here. So Can I read Mel Tucker's tweet? Yes. I want to talk about this. While I'm flattered to be considered for the head coaching job at Michigan State football. I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, by the way. I am committed to the CU bus football program for hashtag the build of our program. It's great athletes, coaches, and supporters. Hashtag unfinished business. Hashtag go buffs. We are hashtag relentless. Hashtag culture. Hashtag the build. And then that night, Mel goes to lay his head down, and Michigan State reaches out, and they flop it out, all out on the table. $6 million a year for like a five-year contract. And he doubles his salary. He takes it, and he goes. And, you know, he was on the local radio on 104.3 The Fan two days ago saying that same kind of thing, Jay, you know, in, in relation to your tweet or his tweet. And it's funny because James Merillat works for that radio station. He's going to come on and join us here shortly. But as a player, you've got to feel so defeated. You've got to feel lied to because, I mean, just talking about, you know, the recruiting class, signing day was like a week ago. Yeah. So, and it's funny to see all his tweets right before that saying like, you know, talking about these guys that are signing and how it's just great for the culture, great for the program, yeah. all this other stuff. Then he tweets out what I read, and then he's gone. He's just up and gone. Yep. I find it funny, but can you blame him? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I So I think there's a couple of things here. Number one, I think he did what we all would do. And if I got a job offer doubling my salary – I would take it. 100%. I would definitely take it. No no doubt about it. But the problem is, is how he and his agent handled it. Because everything from a few days before he decided to leave, leading up to how he left, leading up to today's press conference at Michigan State, it was all rather embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You know, from promising these guys that you've offered scholarships to your commitment to the program. You've been there a year and you up and go. I think that's a dick move. Why'd you (laughs) wait until now? Like there, there's no reason to wait until now. Like I, I know Michigan state probably reached out before then. Mm -hmm. And so, well, no, actually I'm, I'm sorry. Dan, Tony, uh, he quit what? Right before signing day. Right before signing day. That's right. That's right. So I I find that very interesting, but it's not only how he handled it as far as leading up to it. I mean, they should have been quieter and let it have played out. Um, You know, they they really didn't try to... They they really didn't try to 
completely avoid it. They mm-hmm. they openly talked about it and talked about how it's not happening. But then you also look at how they how he handled uh leaving. I mean his his players were so pissed. Like you saw all of them start coming out on Twitter. I don't did you see that? I saw a few of them. Yeah. But what's cool to me is they're not they're not giving up on it. Like they're just basically yeah. saying like, Hey, screw you, we're gonna go do this. Exactly. You. Which so is awesome. I, I, I find that motivating. That's great. But and then last the bad thing that he did was that today's press conference. <laughs> did you hear any of it? No, I didn't. I didn't watch any of it at all. <laughs> he was, dude, he, he was like, I, <laughs> I'm very proud here to be here at Michigan State. And <laughs> I just want to thank everyone in the coaching search. You're 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 basically saying, thanks for paying me six million a year. <laughs> like, thanks for getting that offer to me. Like, why why is that your go to out of your pocket? Why wouldn't you thank the AD over at CU? Why wouldn't you thank the parents, the kids, you know, the 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 donors, you know, your boosters? Why why is your go to when you first open up the press conference as? You know, like that's that's what you say. You, I you go with. I want to thank those in the coaching search. <laughs> like K Mel, <laughs> I want to thank the accounting and finance department <laughs> at Michigan And thank State you for whoever for signed finding, this check. <laughs> yeah, for finding room in the budget uh, last minute <laughs> before they signed off on the, on the uh, twenty twenty uh, goals. <laughs> I. <laughs> And then he goes on and he's like, he, he, I'm paraphrasing. He's like, I just want to uh, make sure I uh, take time to thank everyone, but I don't want to like drag this out. And then there's like a five-second pause. He's like, I want to thank the, those in the, uh, the coaching search. <laughs> it's like, dude. So, I can't even. That, yeah, that was oh, his go-to. I'm not even mad that I missed this. What yeah. a joke! So he he did that, and then he was like, you know, well, it wasn't it wasn't fun to make the decision to leave. Like, I, I'm very much blessed to be here. And then he was like, I have all the resources I need here. I have all the money I need to get the right coaches that I need here. Which is like, kind of a slap going, in the face yeah, to see you. That's what he's doing. And it was like, dude. We gave you the keys. We gave you what we had. What we had, like we gave you a good program from what McElwain turned it into. So, oh my gosh, I don't know. It, it annoys the hell out of me. It's unfortunate that he's gone after a year, but it is. It does what it suck because I feel like they were headed in a, in a yeah. really good direction. I I agree, but Jay, I want to bring in none other than James Merrillat from one hundred four three, the fan, your local sports fan radio station. And we're going to talk some buffs. All right, now we want to welcome in none other than the uh, digital editor for Sports Radio 104.3, the fan here in Denver, Colorado. It's James Merrillat. James, how you doing? I'm doing great. Appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, thanks for hopping on with us. want to dive into this uh, issue with uh, CU football and Mel Tucker. Um, you're a CU alum and someone who's always taken great pride in, in the football team. And I, I, I'm curious to get your thoughts because, you know, Mel Tucker was pretty vocal about his dedication and commitment to the program uh, and what they were doing. They, they go out and, and do pretty decent for CU uh, as far as recruiting goes, getting the number 34-ranked uh, class this year, number 8 in the Pac-12. Uh, did you really think that he, he was probably going to end up staying here and not going to Michigan State? Uh, I did after he, he released the tweets on, what was it, Saturday, and then, you know, went on his radio tour, Marcelo and he was committed. Um, I, I thought he was going to stay. Uh, you know, at that point, I started thinking, well, I wonder if Michigan State's going to try to, you know, pat, poach uh, Pat Shermer from the Broncos. You start thinking about other people. I honestly had kind of taken Mel Tucker out of the running because I, I took him at his word. Um, you know, it, for me as a, as a Buffs fan, it's disappointing because, look, I really like Mel Tucker. I, I thought from the day he got here and his press conference, man, he was really good. He owned the room. It was like, this is a guy you want to have lead in your program. I liked the way they played last year. I know they had the same 5-7 and seven record that McIntyre had in his final year, but 
you know, I thought they played hard. Um, it was a physical brand of football. I, you know, I, I kind of liked where they were going. And like you mentioned, his, his recruiting classes really had done a nice job. And, you know, he was willing to go in there and kind of mix it up with the big boys and not just settle in for, well, let's go compete against Tulsa and Idaho and, you know, teams like that. So I liked him a lot uh, when he was here. And so I'm disappointed that he, that he left, but really disappointed in the way it went down. I mean, just – the, look, I get it. The money is big, and you're going back kind of where you're from, and there's a lot of reasons to do that. I understand that. But, you know, there's also a thing about integrity. Of If you say you're going to do something, and you say it to all sorts of people, and you can't just lie to people's faces and, and just publicly say mistruth, mistruth just because, well, I'm going to end up with a lot more money. That doesn't The end doesn't justify the means. So um, that, was, uh, that was really, really bad, but you know, overall, I'm just disappointed because it's a bad day for CU football. It really puts the Buffs in a yeah. bind and is going to set them back. You know, I, I guess depending on what Rick George is able to do and find here in terms of a coach, that'll determine how far it sets them back. But it's going to set them back. Does it set them back a year? Does it set them back five years? And that kind of depends on what uh, what kind of rabbit Rick George is able to pull out of his hat. You, you know, I, I, I'm really curious, James, about your opinion because I – Mel Tucker came on your guys' uh, radio waves and actually talked about his commitment to the program. You know, hearing that and, and hearing some of the response from the CU fans uh, and, and how he actually decided to go about it all, uh, do, you, do you see us rebounding well from this? And, and do you see him maybe being even successful at Michigan State? Um, you know, I, I think he will be successful there. Um, you know, look, I, I said on one of our podcasts this week, I now have four college games I'm going to watch every week. I'm a CU fan, so I'm rooting for the Buffs. And then I'm seeing if CU lo- CSU lost, Nebraska lost, and Michigan State lost. That's what I'm rooting for. So, But I think he'll have success. I'm going to root against him. But I, you know, He's a good football coach. I think he'll do fine there. Do I think CU can rebound from it? I do because I really do have faith in Rick George. I think he – look, I think he hired the right guy in, in Mel Tucker in terms of going to get in a coordinator from a big-time program, you know, not getting a guy. And, and I really like Mike McIntyre as a person. But, you know, when you get a guy from San Jose State, he's not used to competing against uh, USC and Washington and Texas and those yeah. kind of schools when it comes to recruiting. So I think Rick George had it right. Um, I think Rick George has done great things up there getting facilities built that people nobody thought they would ever get built. Um, he's kind of, you know, reinvigorated the alumni base and, you know, boosters and, so if they're able to pull themselves out of this, it's, it's not that it's one guy, but it's going to be because of Rick George. And I have all the faith in the world in him, but man, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be tough. Cause look, you're either going to have to find a coach who's sitting on the sidelines, not doing anything or a coach who's willing to pull a Mel Tucker and leave at the, you know, not even the 11th hour. It's like the 12th hour. Uh, that's, that's going to be tough to do. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, there, there's, a couple of names have been floating around uh, the old CU coaching carousel, and that is I've heard Mike Shanahan, which I think would be a reach. Uh, and then there's also another one in a, in a guy like uh, Mike Nolan here in our own backyard uh, who has dominated high school football here. Do you see either of those happening, or, or what do you think the more likely option is here, like Eric Bieniemy? No, I, you know what? I don't think any of those are going to happen. Uh, you know, it, it's the usual suspects and, you know, people go to them. But, you know, Mike Shanahan doesn't have any connection to college football and recruiting and all that kind of stuff. Uh, neither does Dave Logan. And, look, they're both fantastic coaches. I, I would love to have them associated with the CU program because they're, you know, they're really good men too. So, uh, you know, I, this isn't that I don't want them there. I just don't think they're a fit. And I've seen the Eric Bieniemy in Boulder – as a coach thing twice, both times it was a borderline unmitigated disaster. Um, and if I'm Eric Bieniemy, I'm one year away from being an NFL head coach. Like he's going to be an NFL head yeah. coach a year from now because the chiefs are going to be good. There was so much blowback from him not getting a job this year that someone's going to hire him next year. I think it's a foregone conclusion and deservedly. So he, you know, he, he's, um, really built up his resume and kind of turned more into an NFL guy. So I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be, you know, I think Rick George is going to follow his familiar formula, and I think he's going to go find a, uh, you know, a, a, an engaging, up-and-coming coordinator off of a, 
you know, major um, program. So is that Graham Harrell at USC? Is it, I, I don't know. I don't know who it's going to be. You hear a lot yeah. of names going out there. But if, if I had to predict, I would say, look, they're going to hire a coordinator that is at a, uh, a big-time program that, that already has recruiting roots and that is looking to make the next step from coordinator to head coach, not from small conference head coach to, to big conference head coach. Absolutely. And hey, hey, thank, I'm glad you caught on to my correction. The, uh, I, I don't know why I slipped on Dave Logan, but uh, I'm glad you caught on to that there. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch, and it's something I'm interested in. Uh, and, and something else I'm interested in to get your opinion is the Denver Broncos. Uh, and before we let you go, I, I'm curious, do you feel like there might be one player uh, that you see Elway zeroing in on, whether it be the draft or free agency that can have a big impact in 2020? Uh, one player that can have a big impact. And I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be that. I think you're going to see a lot of new faces. I mean, 12 draft picks, which they won't end up using all 12. I think they'll end up with 12 by the time they get compensatory picks and stuff like that. They're going to have to package some of those because there aren't 12 spots on this roster. So some of them would be, would be wasted, but a lot of draft picks. And then by the time you, you know, probably get rid of Flacco, probably get rid of Ron Leary, who knows what happens with Jeff Hireman. I mean, they could have $80 million to spend in free agency. So there are going to be a lot of new faces here. Um, you know, I know you're going to, they'll probably spend some of it to keep Justin Simmons, but do they bring in Byron Jones from Dallas? You know, do they go get a free agent wide receiver um, to try and, uh, you know, bolster that, that position? Because right now it's Cortland Sutton and, you know, a bunch of unknowns. So um, I will say this. I think the position, the, the, the group that they're going to ignore more than people think is offensive line. I think they'll yeah. probably, you know, they'll try and they'll, they'll re-sign McGovern and, you know, bring bring him back and you got to find somebody to take Ron Leary's spot. But you look at the way that offensive line performed at the end of the year, by the last couple of games, there were some guys playing out there where we're all looking at our program going, who's that guy? Um, but they all kind of started to, to come together and gel under Mike Munchak. I don't think they're going to they're gonna go with a, a tackle in the, in the first round. I think they're happier with Garrett Bowles than, than the rest of the city of Denver is. I think they're counting on Juwan James to, you know, bounce back, be healthy, and live up to that contract. So, um, I, you know, I, I, I don't know what position they're going to go for. I guess I'm just telling you what position I don't think they're going to go for. But it is going to be an active offseason. They're going to spend a lot of money and bring in a lot of uh, premium picks. So training camp will be fun because there will be a lot of new guys to check out. You're, you're, I think you're absolutely right. We were actually just talking before you hopped on that uh, uh, we think that offensive line is actually going to be uh, our, our last resort when it comes to free agency in the draft because of how they played. Um, but, you know, we, we also brought up that uh, there's there's going to be a ton of money spent, and it's kind of reminiscent of 2012. I remember where I was when we were signing guys like Tlaib, uh, Ward, and Welker, and we really brought on this powerhouse. I know we're not going to see that kind of same noise but it's it's nice to see that LA is probably going to be the biggest spender so we'll see what happens yeah James. So they're gonna go ahead sorry man. go ahead <laughs> no i was just gonna say we'll, no, they're we'll gonna see have... what happens they're gonna have a lot of money to spend i wouldn't be shocked if they did make that kind of splash i know they don't have peyton manning here as a recruiting tool of hey you know come to denver and play with peyton and have a chance to compete for a super bowl that you know that kind of becomes an automatic at that point mm-hmm. um but, you know, look, I, I'm very critical of John Elway. I think that, that comes with the territory. But I also have said many times there isn't anybody else I'd want doing that job because he's the most competitive guy I've ever met. You give him this kind of ammunition coming off of three straight losing seasons, I'm really, really excited to see what he puts together this offseason. Really excited about it. I, I am too, and I, I mean, it's, it's been a rough five years since the Super Bowl. Uh, but I, it looks like we have a lot to look forward to. Uh, but, James, thanks so much for coming on again. It's, it's nice to have you on the show, and we always appreciate your insight. Uh, James Merrillat, once again, digital editor for 104.3 The Fan here in Denver, Colorado. Uh, James, hopefully we can get you on again here soon. You bet. Anytime. Just let me know. Thank you. There you got it. James Merrillat, great insight. I love it because he's a, he's a Broncos insider and someone who's been very – uh, integrated into the Denver Sports Network here uh, in Colorado. And it, it's just, you know, it, he agreed with us, man. You know, he agreed on our opinion that he thinks we're going to avoid going for tackle uh, or even anywhere on the offensive line because of how well they played at the end of the year. He thinks that always going to go out and spend big-time money 
and that we're going to see something kind of relative to what we saw in 2012. I hope so. So we, you know, he, he sounded very excited about it and very encouraged by the fact that, you know, we've got a lot of potential firepower there at our fingertips. It's just a matter of making the right moves. And hopefully we can be in a good position to capitalize. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, in, in other big news in Denver, NHL, the Colorado Avalanche right now are taking on the Washington Capitals. Here in Denver, what's the score? The score is one to nothing. Yeah, so this game will be over by the time you guys hear our podcast. But the Avs are barely in second place, uh, just on the edge of first place in the Western Conference. Followed, uh, they're they're following behind the St. Louis Blues. But the good thing is, is we uh, just a week ago we had played three less games than the Blues. So we have we've three, yeah. we've been on a good winning streak. We're getting points. And I think we're positioning ourselves well to compete for the top spot in the West. Which is crazy to think of where we've come in the last, like, three years. Uh, am I real quiet? I feel like you I'm are. quiet. And you I don't are. know why. How's that? It's. I think it's the mic. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll take a little break here. But, uh, yeah, it's just crazy to see where they come, where they're the worst team in the history of hockey, uh, to now – competing for the top spot in the West. So uh, it's a lot of fun to watch some hockey in Denver right now. Yeah, it, it is. And it, this Saturday we have the outdoor game at the Air Force Academy uh, football stadium. Uh, the abs are going to be taking on the Los Angeles Kings. Should be a good game. Um, I'm actually kind of glad I'm not going. It looks like it's going to be super cold. Yeah, that does like a chapped face. You know, half the stadium is going to get the flu. So... There, there's no way in hell I'd want to do that. I, I love hockey and I love the abs, but yeah, I'll pass on that. I'll, uh, I'll watch it at home on NBC. Hell yeah. So uh, that, that pretty much wraps it up for our sports talk tonight. Thanks to James again for hopping on. Jay, I need heat, man. Welcome in. To a special edition of Repeater with Jay. Hey. Kaysen's decided to take a nap. He will not be joining us for this one. But Jay, welcome to a special edition of Questions with Cal. (laughs) Calm down, everyone. Calm down. I get it. (laughs) We're here to do Questions with Cal. And this is a great time to learn more about each other, who we are. And for those who are tur- tuning in, uh, we've actually had some good numbers on our last few podcasts. So, uh, like, pretty pretty good ones. So Our listeners just love yeah. listening so to us listening get to this, a load off our chest. I, <laughs> and, and we've had plenty of loads on our chest. <laughs> so why, why don't you say we dive in here and, 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 and answer some questions that can help people get to know us better. So I want to ask you this first question. Okay. We're, we're just going to go in any direction here, okay? Yeah, that's totally fine. If you had a boat, what would you name it? Mm. Oh, dude, that is such a random question. Uh, oh. Dude, I have no idea. Can we come back to this one? Okay. Let me think about it. I okay. want to I, I want to get some sort of theme in my okay. head and then I'll give you a name. Okay. Um No worries at all, okay? Okay. So it I my my next question is what's a body part that you would not mind losing? A body part that yeah. I wouldn't mind uh I guess my nipples. Like I don't why do I need them? <laughs> why do I is need that my ni- a, considered a body part though? I don't know. Would you, Celeste? You're a nurse. Is the nipple a? Is it a body part? Okay, I guess you can have your nipples <laughs> gone. But seriously, but why? is it a, like when I think of body part, I think of a limb or something like something that has. No, I, I don't want to say limb though, because just a body part. Okay, okay. The nip is a good one. I uh, I think I could go without. Oh man, that's a good one. Um, I mean, nips is probably your best option. 
Why, maybe like why one of I, your middle toes. I mean, you still got balance with the toe on the right and the yeah, left. Or maybe like a ring finger on either hand. Because you still. I but feel then like you have the shocker. <laughs> you have like a permanent shocker. Okay, so you'd be willing to lose your middle finger? That, there's no way I'm taking one of the birds away. <laughs> there's no way. Because if I, if I have to flip you off with a nub, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> if you were just like this. <laughs> <laughs> just like two inches of girth. And you can't even tell it. So I. Yeah, the nip okay. is probably your best option. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we agree. Okay. Can now, we, can uh, one? this one, um, I don't know how, if you've had an injury riddled past it by any means, but what's the dumbest way you've been injured? Dumbest way I have been injured. Oh, Train could actually probably attest to this. Okay. We were at his old house in Erie. <clears throat> I got on a bike, and we were riding down this hill, right? And for some okay. reason, I got the brake switched around. And so I thought I was squeezing the back brake to slow down, but instead I squeezed the front brake, right? Okay. So I flip over the handlebars of the bike. My nose is basically down to the bone, skinned. I got scrapes everywhere, and I knocked. I almost knocked a tooth out. Like They thought they were going to have to go and give me a root canal because they thought the tooth was dead. Good Lord. Yeah, it was so stupid. I was like, geez, ride a bike much? <laughs> Uh, so I wouldn't call this an injury, but it was a, a recent pain. <laughs> this is pathetic. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going out of my way to embarrass myself. <laughs> the other night, I had to take Kaysen upstairs to rock him. So Celeste stays down here. She texts me and she's like, is he asleep? And I said, yes, but I can't move because I think I just pulled my groin trying to get out of the chair. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to sit there for like five minutes. I was like, oh, that hurts so bad. And then like the next time I, I was able to like get my fat butt out of the chair. Dude, but, that, like, that is pretty like, embarrassing. I, I went to go get up and I was like, oh, like it hurt. <laughs> and I didn't do anything, dude. I was rocking. That's really embarrassing. Yeah, it's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. So that I, I guess that's that's one way. Um Oh, I've got another way. So in high school, it was my sophomore year. And there was a guy on our basketball team who... So I was sitting in the gym. You know when you would walk right into the gym? Uh, you know, you walk into those double doors. The gym's there, there. Then there's the doors to the kitchen. So in between there, along the brick wall, I'm just sitting there hanging out with some friends, chatting. And this guy from the basketball team comes up. While I'm talking, my head is turned and thinks it's going to be funny when he throws the basketball barely above my head to scare me. He completely missed and smoked my skull right into the brick. And I had to go to the hospital for a bad concussion <laughs> because he thought it would be funny to get others to get a quick chuckle about scaring me. And it, yeah, it did not turn out well. Talk about a dick move. Yeah. <laughs> my mom was so pissed. I was like... This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, that that's one way that's uh, an injury has kind of been embarrassing. So this, I, I'm not going to ask this question, but I want to use this to lead into the question I want to ask. So it said, "What's the worst commercial you've recently seen?" And it was, I was like, "Ah, that kind of sucks." What's the worst song you've ever heard, or a song that you hear come on, and you're just like, "Gross, no, I'm I'm not doing that." Hmm. Is there anything that that triggers you to where you can't listen to a certain song? Like something I I've got one. Okay, let me let me hear your answer. That one uh that one chick who sing, oh my gosh, her voice is so well known. I heard it on the radio just the other day too. Oh my gosh, she has a weird name. Billie uh, Eilish? No, 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 no. No, but I've been hearing a lot about her. I haven't actually heard her music. It's not great. Okay, I I can't stand like, uh, I I'd probably say Miley Miley Cyrus is like one I just can't stand her voice like her voice is so annoying. Okay, that would be one. Okay, um, I'd probably go with like a Avril Lavigne. Okay, I have a song for you that I just can't stand. I think we've texted okay. about it before. Drunk on a plane. 
<laughs> okay. I hate that song. Okay. It's such a stupid song. Yeah. I <laughs> and Train loves it. <laughs> I'd say like two of Jake Owen's most recent albums have just been horrible to listen to. He's had, yeah, he's had a few like decent songs, but yeah. for the most part they're horrible. It, it, it's pretty bad. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, you're going away from your roots, man. He's gone from like country, like good country, to like, to, hippie. like hippies slash like, like hippie riding beach. around in a Volkswagen bus yes. or van. Do you follow on Instagram? You don't have Instagram, do you? Uh-uh. That's all he posts is just like that kind of stuff. Like I could, just I real hippie stuff. Yeah. Like beach stuff. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, gosh, I, I wish I could remember that chick's name because the song is horrible. I also can't stand Dave Matthews band. Really? Yeah. Or, uh, Who's the one that we both like? Neil really? Young. I don't know. Neil Listening Young. to Neil Young. I'd rather listen to like, seriously, like 60 minutes worth of squeaky farts <laughs> rather than his voice because it's horrible. <laughs> like he's like that old version. I don't know if you ever listened to like the band or, uh, what was that? Uh, gosh, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. That's another one that is kind of around that age. Oh, okay. Next question I want to ask. All right. Okay. Um, this says, and this isn't my question, but once again, leading into what gave me the question, uh, one of the craziest things your teachers has, has done I don't want to ask that because we went to a weird private school. Uh, and I'm curious, for our listeners, we went to a, a for those who, who may not know, we went to a pretty small private school, very weird school with some very unusual characters. So I'm curious, what's your most memorable moment? <clears throat> like what's something like when you look back, you're like, how the hell did that happen? And I, I've got one. Okay, I'll, let me I'll hear read this off. Yeah, let me let me think about this. So our school was like Kenny and South Park. <laughs> we were all poor. Well, the school was poor. Not we were all poor, but the school was poor. So, you know, there was never any money to do anything. So we always had, you know, the freaking walkathon or like the lame Christmas party. And we, <laughs> our prom was pathetic. It wasn't even prom. Yeah. Seriously, like it, it, it was very interesting part of our lives, but there was one point in our lives in high school. I think I want to say, I want to say I was like a sophomore or junior, but the school was hurting for money and they needed to do something quick. So they pull us all into a room to talk to us and they say, <laughs> we have to deliver phone books for two weeks and we're not going to go to class. And I, I, it, it was shocking. It was like, like, where the hell does this happen? Like, we're not going to class. We're delivering phone books for two weeks. And they promised like, oh, we'll take you all the Eliches for doing this. And then they, they totally went back on that. And they're like, pizza party. And then there's like Little Caesars. Like that 10 or, Little Caesars. That they would pizza. take you to CeCe's Pizza. <laughs> which is yeah. arguably, arguably CeCe's is worse than, yeah. than uh, it's pretty, Little it's Caesars. It's pretty bad. So... Uh, that's my most memorable moment where it was just kind of like, uh, how, how the hell did this happen? Uh, so was there a moment that stuck out in high school to you that was just kind of like, what the hell? So obviously all those and just weird things like that. I'm going to get specific with you on certain things that just piss me off. Okay. What was the thing that we would go through? Well, first of all, we had to go through a dress code check. And if you didn't have a yeah. belt on, if your shirt wasn't tucked in, if you hadn't shaved, you got in trouble. Yep. When you got in trouble too often, where, what do we have to sit in? We sat in a chair, but what was it Isolation. called? Was that what it was? Yeah. We had to sit in isolation, which was just a chair in the middle of the hall. You sat by yourself. <laughs> okay, so here you go. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm prefacing my story. Two instances. I got in that. Well, not two instances, just one. So, I there. You remember how we used to keep the windows open in some of the classrooms? Yeah. So someone set something up there, like a notebook or a pen or something, knocked it out the window, right? So me being the guy that I was, I was trying to be helpful. I just jumped out the window and got it. Well, I didn't realize that our secretary was pulling in the in the parking lot and saw me jump back in the window. So I got isolation for doing that. Huh. Can you believe that? That's, <laughs> that's kind of funny. Isolation. I mean, I got it for the dumbest reasons. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. It, 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 I, 
it, it was never like bad. I remember when I had to sit in it the first time, and at first, before they put you in the hallway, they made you do homework for like eight hours. <laughs> and so, like, whenever they the teacher was out of the room, which was like ninety nine percent of the time, I like kicked my feet back and like tried to solve life's greatest mysteries. <laughs> Huh. Okay, last question, Jay. Okay, I before go- we move on. Okay. If you could know the absolute and total truth to one question, what would that question be? <laughs> what? Yeah, man. Any question, mm-hmm. and it's answered truthfully. Yeah. Oh, man. I think I would ask, is there a God? That's Because I believe it, but... To have definitive truth, your faith should never waver anymore. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. That's a good question. So I'm going to go, I'm going to say, I want to know if there's other intelligent life out that's in the universe that's besides just what's on this earth. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good one. I like that. Okay. There you have it. Okay. Hey, did you find one for the name of your boat? Uh, I'm thinking, man. It's so tough. I'd probably do something like eight inches or is it, it's as big as it looks. <laughs> I would probably do something stupid like the SS Bud Light. Or the Gavin DeGraw. Oh, God. The name Gavin just really irritates me. Uh, it just rubs me the wrong yeah. way. I, I don't think I could actually like take a boat name serious. Like no. maybe put like girth on the side of it or something. <laughs> the SS girth. <laughs> That's a good one. We should, we should have a boat. We need a boat. <laughs> we really need a boat. Oh, we may good. have a boat by 8 a.m. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> Anyways, there you have it for Rippy Heater. Glad to talk about things other than sports, should, especially this time of year. Let's just go buy a canoe or a kayak <laughs> and put the SS girth on the side of it. And just go around to like just local ponds and streams. <laughs> just, <laughs> we're here. What a great way to We have like bottle left. rockets we're shooting out at people. <laughs> Passing out Bud Lights. Yeah, yeah there we go. I, I would totally be down for that. All right. Hey, what we got next? Let's uh, let's just get the hell out of here, man. Hey, I think that's an excellent point. I've had about enough of this week. I've had enough of last week. It's time we head out. But before we do, usually we do coin toss, but there's absolutely nothing happening in the world of sports right now. Uh, we don't care to do coin toss on NBA and NHL this week. So, Jay, can you read back how we did in the uh, uh, Super Bowl um line and prop picks yeah so uh just as a reminder to our listeners um we did the super bowl prop bets we didn't do a whole lot we only did 10 and i can remind everyone what those were and we also had Chaz on we had cal cal's brother on so we actually had five people picking this week and you want to know what we all did really well i, I was actually pretty impressed but we picked great from uh just the straight up who was going to win uh the over the under for the game what the coin toss is going to be how long the national anthem was going to be and then we had a couple picks in there as far as um all right kelsey or kittle who had more no right, receptions right. okay so in last place was a three-way tie. Okay. We got six out of ten picks. It was me, you, and Chaz. Okay. The coin was in second place. That's unbelievable. Seven out of like ten. Like a coin flip. Got yep. seven out of ten. Yep. That's such BS. That's how we should start betting, man. Let's just flip a coin. Seriously, you, you, you actually might have a really solid chance. Yeah. We should try it one night and just yeah. see how it goes. On anything that you're just like... Yeah, we'll go on Bovada and we'll just be like, okay, five games, coin toss, each one of them. Yep. But it's got to be lines that aren't – well, I, I don't want it to be like uh, – well, I guess this time of year, maybe NHL, NBA, you might not see anything crazy. No, but like during like the March Madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should try it. For sure. All, All right. right. The winner, freaking train, eight out of, of ten. That's insane. Eight out of ten. He That's did solid. so well. That is solid. So, okay, so for our listeners, where I got these bets, Cal made an, a, a spreadsheet for our fantasy group, and we made bets off of it. And there was what twenty about twenty, 20. different bef- bets. Yeah. How did Train do? I can't remember. Well, he didn't. He didn't fill one out. Oh, he didn't. Yeah. Oh, I thought he did. No, there was seven of us. Three in the league didn't. Huh. So yeah, I I won six bucks off. So I put in twenty, got twenty six back. You came out on top, didn't you? Yeah, I came out three dollars on top. That's Rick good. And Wes killed it, and so did Wes Justin. got twenty bucks, like twenty dollars and thirty cents. No, he had thirty. I thought. No, Justin did. Justin got thirty. 
Oh, I was, okay. Yeah. I thought it was Wes. Wes maybe made a dollar if that. I'm not even kidding. It was really <laughs> there funny. There was someone that, who was in the hole? They were in the hole like 14 bucks. Adam. That's who it was. Yeah. Who was on our show recently. He was. So. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Thanks you for your money, bro. You helped pay for my, uh, my Sonic that week. Um, <laughs> anyways, that it, it was fun. I, I enjoyed that. That's one aspect of the Super Bowl I always enjoy. So that was a blast. Anyways, Jay, I had fun this week. We're missing train, but that's okay. We'll get him back next Hey, week. we're getting this much closer to March, and that means we're getting that much closer to summer. I am pumped. Jay, thanks for being here tonight. Later. Listeners, we had fun. We'll talk to you in a week. <laughs>